Just bodily fluids from him all over the place. What the hell? Hello and welcome to the Else Nerds Show, the show on the Else Nerds Network for the time being until we go over to Galactic Netcast. I will say that until we're on Galactic Netcast. Um, this is the show where we talk about everything that's on our nerdy little hearts in the world of nerd culture, which is basically everything at this point. Uh, my name is Gregor Sprague, and joining me back from his whirlwind two weeks off is Corey Scott. Corey, how you doing? Uh, I just flew here from Atlantis, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Did you see Aquaman? Well, or, yeah, or that's the thing. It's like, it's obviously, I'm joking, Atlantis is fucking full of water, but... <laughs> Or, or, or did you see Namor? Which which Atlantis are we talking here? I would never, ever go Submariner. I can't handle that kind of codpiece action. That's <laughs> too much for me. <laughs> that reminds me wait, of wait, the... Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on, because there's a joke here. When you say codpiece, are you talking the traditional codpiece, or he just has a codfish? Let's just freak my ass out even more, because I picked up dinner for Aaron on the way home, and it was cod. So now <laughs> I'm completely grossed out and glad I ate a mozzarella stick. <laughs> Wait, you! Oh, ew! <laughs> oh, you know, a, a, a strange thing that used to happen in the 90s, uh, among the many strange things of comics, is Marvel used to do swimsuit issues. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and they were just basically picture books of their superheroes wearing swimwear. And... Um, as as weird as it already is, just that Marvel's essentially having their artists, and not even necessarily their top artists, draw spank material of of X women and Invisible Woman and stuff in like little string bikinis. They did not shy away from from putting the men in there as well and putting. I think I remember Bishop wearing something that was akin to Borat. Uh, or, um, it, it was just, it was just some really messed up times, and I don't want to go back to that. But that was Namor's costume literally all the time. That's what he always kind of was wearing. And I guess if it wasn't out of place in his book regularly, then it shouldn't have been too out of place in these. But ew. Uh, I, I, you said this, and I was trying to find. I, I saw it on Reddit a long time ago, or not, not actually not too long, but they did. It was like, oh hey, remember they did this, and it was uh, Ghost Rider, oh. which is the favorite, um, which was my favorite one to see because it was just a skeleton on fire doing that, you know, the Burt Reynolds or uh, pose. Right. <laughs> which I wanted and, to find to throw in there for Beat to throw up on the screen, but... I, I wonder if, if they also had, like, the mini skull on fire. Uh, <laughs> that, would be, that would be kind of terrific in its own way. Yeah, so um, I don't know how much I how much you know, but I will have, by next week, I will so have little. a new car. So little. Yeah. Oh, well, right yes. yes, I will have a car that's two years newer than the car I just totaled, but has way more miles on it. <laughs> well, that means it's it's been beloved. Uh, uh, yeah. So maybe scrub the back seat. <laughs> yeah, but I've been looking at, I got some decals and stuff for it um, that I got at, um, they got five below out in California, right? 
I, I don't know how many blows have well, no, this, it's, a, I mean, it's a store called Five Below where everything's either $5 or less. Does not sound familiar to me. Okay, so I bought this one, the Captain America shield symbol. Um, and all these are going to go on my car along with the good old, excuse me, Diamond Club logo. And then Superman logo. And Green Lantern logo because, you know, why not? As I dump my tax stuff all over the place looking for my Diamond Club. Uh, well, there's the envelope. <laughs> Not opened. And all. No, it, it's been opened. I think the envelope is just reset yeah. itself. And I did post on the Reddit going, hey, so can we get more of those? Because I'd like to show my love for the Diamond Club as I'm rolling around the mean streets of Jackson. And, all that. But, and then I also got a Harley Quinn lanyard a couple days ago as well. Um, just because... You know, I, I, I like choices with my lanyards that go on my keys. And so I'm like, Spider-Man, and the one Spider-Man one that I had, because the other one broke, because it's, what, 15 years old now, I think. Um, So, yeah. And I'm like, oh, hey, now I get choices. Now I can do Harley Quinn or I can do Spider-Man. But, yeah. um, there's So there's that. I get, I'm getting a new car. Um, So, yeah, I get to be an, a, even more of an adult. Um, I might be doing... Something or might be volunteering at the comic book store for free comic book day, which nice. is awesome. Um, because the owner comes into Dollar General fairly regularly, and so I'm like, hey, so what's your plans for free comic book day? You gonna need any help? And he's like, I might actually need help. And they're actually doing um something cool, where and I wish I had the time to go to it, but I didn't. But they're doing in October. They're doing this event with the. Uh, the local co uh, community college, the district library, and um, the the local makerspace, and then the and then the comic book store, they're all doing this thing about um, like like to get kids involved with like building spaceships and you know more engineering stuff that way. And I'm like, oh, because it's cool. Uh, they're they're doing a thing with us with the starfighters, like so Star Wars and all that stuff. And I'm like, dude, that's so cool. I'm gonna try to jump by. Super busy doing a whole bunch of other different things on Saturday. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but that's outside of, you know, that's just stuff that happened in my life. Um, and that's that also is, is a good reminder that, you know, Free Comic Book Day is coming up in May, uh, as every year. And people should go out and check their local comic shops and find out what might be happening in their area. And you can always yeah. call 1-800-COMIC-BOOK or go to 800comicbook.com, I believe. And find a local comic shop if you don't know where yours is. Yes, May seventh is Free Comic Book Day, um, and you can go to Free Comic Book. Also, you go to FreeComicBookDay.com. Yep. And just type punch in your area code, and you can find where you have to go to go to get uh, to get comic books. Well, not only just comic book stores, but it'll be comic book stores that are doing Free Comic Book Day. Right. Um. So, since we're do, we talk a little bit about comic news. The first bit of news is from, well, one, the source we got here in the description is from the Escapist magazine, um, and it's that DC Comics will soon reveal Joker's true name. I'm already going to say, I haven't even read the whole article, but I'm already going to put the big, gigantic asterisk on here of it will only be probably for one universe. Um, and as you can see here, on, if you're watching the video version, as B is scrolling through, but it will be, um, but there's a fly buzzing at me, but we, they've already hinted that Batman knew 
or knows um, what Joker's name is from the whole Dark Side War thing when he sat on the Mobius chair, as you right. just saw on there, with you know saying, okay, Joe Joe Chill is the one who killed his parents, um, and uh, what's the Joker's name? And he was a little taken aback by it. Um, and they've already hinted at it even more with the origin story, similar to I think they said similar to the Killing Joke. Um, or no, even popular origin stories like the kill, Killing Joke, um, but with the Red Hood gang, and then one of the characters getting dumped in a vat of acid. Um, thus, there would be the, but the problem with that is we know the identity of that character. But yeah, so it's an interesting thing. Evan asked earlier if, so is this going to be like you know, uh, are they going to be changing a whole bunch of stuff? I don't think so because this is going to be, you know, they have the multiverse. And so you're going to have, this is going to be the Joker's identity on the New 52 Earth. Right. Uh, Which, if we follow the classic way of Batman villains being named, his real name is going to be Jason Oker. But, yeah, it's kind of a... Even if it's just for this universe, here's the thing about naming the Joker. A few years ago, it's now more than that, it's probably closer to like 10 years ago, someone at Marvel decided that they were going to tell the origin of Wolverine. And Wolverine's origin had been hinted at and lied to us and, you know, kind of like roundaboutly explained and re-explained and... Oh, we, we, we gave you a couple of misfires there for years. And that kind of was what made Wolverine cool, is that you didn't know really who he was or where he came from. The mystery was a big deal of why Wolverine was so awesome. And right around the time that they did Wolverine Origin, Wolverine became way less cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's what pushed that down the line Wolverine got killed off in his own books. It's still not really been brought back. They've got Old Man Logan, which is a slightly different version, mm-hmm. and they've got everybody else who have picked up the title of being Wolverine at some point or another, much like they've done with Batman. But I just kind of think that the Joker is better as a mystery, as, as something that we don't know the answer to. There's so many things about Batman and what drives him, and obviously what drives him at first is Ferenc being killed, than the overrun of crime in Gotham. But there are certain things that it's better to not let Batman solve or beat. And just like you can't have Batman just kill the Joker, you shouldn't have Batman know who the Joker is. You can't have Batman just defeat Joe Chill. Now, it used to be that at one point in time, Batman knew Joe Chill killed his family, and he actually got justice with Joe Chill. But they realize over time, but that's a huge factor of what he is. And that that's a character that, while he had a huge effect on Batman's life and essentially created Batman, still not the same level of the Joker. You know, the Joker is synonymous with Batman. Uh, they're the, the yin and yang to each other. So I don't really love the idea of giving the Joker his own secret identity revelation. Um, I don't... But... I also don't buy into it. I don't yeah. think it becomes the de facto, well, this is who the Joker is, and now we all know, because you're never going to have another character that's as cool as the Joker is in no, this yeah. respect. It, cool in the, the ultimate villain respect, 
there's there's very few that earn that, and the Joker has. Um, and I put him up not just against the likes of Doctor Doom or Magneto, but above them. You know, the Joker is just pretty much the prime villain of all superhero comics. So I just don't know that this is a good idea. This seems like somebody said, oh, yes, we really need to get people to buy Justice League for the last few months of the new 52 before we switch over to Rebirth. Uh, so and yeah, let's try it, it with this. It does, it does seem like an interesting thing here because of the fact that um, in Rebirth, um, there's quite a bit of stuff coming out about Rebirth itself. Um, I mentioned this before the show that all the Superman books that they have are not the New 52 universe Superman. It's all... Um, and Dan Jurgens is uh, is going to be taking over the Superman proper book. Uh, Dan Jurgens is taking over Action Comics. Yeah, Action Comics. Peter um, Tomasi is writing Superman. Yeah, and um, both of them are the... Super, both Supermans in there are... The Superman, or is the Superman from Superman, uh, Lois and Clark, that's been out, and honestly, was a book I dropped. If I'm going to be completely honest with you. Well, I mean, I I can't say that the Lois and Clark book. I, I've heard great things about it. Uh, I just I can't say that anybody looked at it as being important to the universe, as it was because it was about breaking the universe. Yeah. And it was about kind of being a caveat to people who, like me, didn't enjoy the New 52, certainly didn't enjoy the New 52's version of Superman. And we wanted the original Superman back. We wanted him to have a relationship with Lois Lane. I don't understand how they say, well, now we're going to reintegrate him into this new universe with this Lois Lane, but what happened to the other Lois Lane? Uh, and they've got a a kid together, this their son... Um, that they're White. raising. Huh? John White. Yeah. They've got a kid that suddenly is the next Superboy is going to be involved in the Super Sons comic with Damian Wayne. I'm just not sure that DC understands anything about... Well, when we say we're going to fix things, we're still going to break things a lot at the same time. I, I'm not totally against this, but it's really weird. And the only thing I've kind of picked up on here and there is that there is a new book coming out called The Superman, and it's got a hyphen like Spider-Man does. Yeah. And it's starring an Asian character, and it's written by the guy who's been writing the Superman book uh, in the, the New 52 universe. And it's kind of a guess at this point that that character may gain Gene, the powers. Or, yeah, Gene... Gene Yang, or Gene yeah. Yang. Yeah, he it, he's writing this new book called The Superman, and it's kind of implied that he gets the powers of the new 52 Superman. Uh, like something happens and that character disappears, but then this is a legacy character from that character in a way. that That's what people are guessing right now because it's weird to have this other book called Superman that isn't really Superman and, and kind of distinguished and is getting the creator straight over from that other book. So I wonder if it's going to explore some of the things that were happening with that other version of Superman that's been in the New 52 for the last several years, but in a in a sort of legacy kind of way. And I don't know. I, I just I look at this, and 
on the one hand, it's closer to what I would want if the New 52 had never happened. Yeah. But now that the New 52 has happened, I just don't understand how we keep going backwards um, in more confusing ways as we're trying to move forward. They they really kind of... One of the big things that I had a problem with with the New 52 wasn't just that it was bad, because it was. And a lot of times, they just didn't really have a plan as to what they were doing. But they tried to make what happened before the New 52 still sort of work. So Green Lantern and all this stuff happened, sort of, except for the things that they just couldn't make fit into the new continuity. And Batman, almost everything had happened, again, sort of, except things like Stephanie Brown ever being Robin or Spoiler or Batgirl. Uh, So they, they kind of pick and chose what they wanted to make out of it, but all these other things were completely relaunched. You know, the entire Superman continuity just went right out the window. The entire Justice League continuity went right out the window. But certain events, like the death of Superman, maybe kind of happened, and uh, Batman Night, Night's End or whatever it was, the, the Bane breaking his back and stuff, maybe also kind of happened at some point. So was there an Azrael? Was there not an Azrael? Was... Dick ever Batman? Was he not? How were there so many Robins that were all boys that looked exactly the same, uh, but no female characters because that would just be <laughs> weird and overkill, I guess. It This is still a mismatch, and I'm not sure that I, I... I don't hate it because I didn't hate the New 52 until I read the New 52, but I'm still kind of confused buy it. I just don't exactly know what it is that they're they're trying to make work. There's some legacy stuff. There's still a lot of people pissed off that the pictures that we've seen of what is presumably Wally West back as Kid Flash is still the African-American version of Wally West. From what I understand with the um, Rebirth event, there's going to be a lot of um there's going to be a lot of the comics are, and I, I should state this first, action comics and I believe Batman are going back to the original numbering and then including the numbering in the from the New 52. Action comics and detective comics. Oh, yeah, yeah sorry. That, that makes more sense, detective comics. Because so, they're both on the verge of reaching 1,000. Yeah. So um, when, they, when this whole thing starts, you'll have action comics number 957. Um, which is written by Dan Jurgens and uh, Patrick uh, is art done by Patrick Zercher. Um, but it's from what it seems like, it seems like there's this ability. This is almost opening up for the cr- uh, creators to write a story in a different universe, where it's like, oh, like, like I want to do something that's more over here. You know, like in the with the New Fifty Two DCU universe, or I want to do a like a pre Flashpoint, you know, whatever. Then you can you can do that sort of thing. Um, like like the the cool thing that I see, and they're doing quite a few of them are going to be a um are are going to be twice weekly done with the comic or well release of the um sorry twice weekly. God, twice monthly. That's it. Uh, done like uh, 
the Wonder Woman comic is going to be done uh, two, two, two times a month, written by Greg Rucka, and that is the coolest thing that I've heard. Well, I mean, this. the Wonder Woman comic I'm I'm interested in because the way that they're breaking it up is Ruck is yeah. writing it, but every other issue is going to be, one's going to be the modern story, and then the other issue is going to be the origin story. Yeah. And that's not necessarily what we're seeing with these other books, but it, I'm, I'm more interested to see how the art looks, how it lines up, because you can't have one artist doing all of these books, unless it's like Mark Bagley or Derek Robertson, I think, are some of the only ones who could draw stuff that fast, or um, Sergio Argonas, which would be a very different book. And then but, if, I, if, I, if I remember correctly, I believe the book Scott Snyder is working on... Oh, God, sorry. I just saw... Scott Snyder is working on All-Star Batman. All-Star Batman with J.R.J.R., if right. I remember correctly. And I saw that, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. He like Scott Snyder, it seems like he gets to pick and choose the people he wants to work with, and he picks great talent. Well, J.R.J.R. is great on his Marvel stuff, he has not proven himself on the DC stuff. His, it, his Superman was not beloved. It, it, the Superman one did take a little bit for me to get used to, um, but then once they got in to the fighting part of Superman, um, you know, with him battling... Um, oh, I, I can't think of the villain's name, but he was like the alternate. It was a human sent to a, another dimension and got... He got sort of like Superman's powers. Um, uh, Ulysses, that's his name. Um, it was in there, and then with them, re- with the uh, revealing of his uh, solar flare power, that part was cool. Like that's where the art to me really clicked. Because yeah, you know, I did see like Superman looks a little blocky and all that, but you know, I mean, it's like, but I still enjoyed the art. It just I wasn't like, like like David. It Ahaz. just didn't feel like Superman. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't feel like Superman exactly. You know, yeah, it was like, and, but which in looking at that cover that beat showed of, um, I think it was of Action Comics. Is one where Superman is pulling open the chest. That one seemed more like some of the variant covers we got from, um, that we got from uh the whole Dark Knight uh three Master Race books where it's like a bit you know this big burly uh older superman that yeah. i i don't know how i'm gonna like i mean some of the costume changes are happening we, with the batman costume reveals already happened in this universe but obviously transfers over to the new one uh with the the new bat logo with the yellow outline around the black bat as opposed to the old yellow oval the superman costume looks more like the classic costume although it does have some armory finishes and has the new blue boots with the red stripes to them and the red belt. Uh, so still no trunks. It's it's kind of like it's not denying that the new 52 happened. It's just sort of smashing the stuff together and seeing what they can make work out of it. Another thing is the way that the uh, Detective Comics uh, chapter 1 is written is it sounds like Red Robin is being trained for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Tim Drake in his classic Robin costume, except he's got two R's on his symbol, which is just just so stupid. Uh, but he's Batman's working with Batwoman and training Red Robin, Spoiler, and Cassandra Cain. 
So it's cool to have these characters back, and it's cool to see Tim as part of the Bat mythos again, as opposed to what they were trying to redo with his origin in Teen Titans. But again, it's it's very confusing. It's it's like the years after Peter Parker had his his memories wiped out by the the Mephisto situation because they would needed to fix his identity. Uh, I just I'm not sure. I'm there's books that I'm interested in. This is the thing. I haven't picked up DC books in in a year, mm-hmm. and. I, I saw some of these pitches as they were coming out. I was watching the announcement as it was happening. I'm like, oh, some of these are actually kind of interesting. Certainly Rucka on Wonder Woman is, yeah. is great. Because uh, Rucka, the, the I don't think... Looks with, interesting. Since I really got into comics, I think about what, four or five years ago, about, about I think a, it was a year into the DC New 52 thing, um, Like I started getting into Rucka, and I started getting, especially his creator-owned stuff over at Image. And I don't think I've picked up a bad book from Greg Rucka. Yeah, I mean and, he's a great writer, and his his yeah. run on Wonder Woman before was excellent, uh, and the the run by Gail Simone that was just after that was also excellent. Yeah. And then Wonder Woman hit a rough patch for a while until honestly the New Fifty Two did a great job with Wonder Woman mm-hmm. for the first the first creative team on it. Yeah, with uh, uh, I, I really interested in the second creative team. Yeah. The, then we've also got Titans Rebirth, which is being written by Dan Abnett with art by uh, Brett Booth and Norm Rappend, uh switching back and forth. And Titans is coming out of the Titans Hunt or Titans something or another storyline that's going Titans on right now. Yeah, where they're trying to... They're the ones who are kind of figuring out that something was wrong with history in the universe before, and this seems to follow up on that. It says... Specifically, not to read Titans Rebirth number one until after you've read DC Universe Rebirth number one. So, considering Donna Troy has always had a mess of history, I can mm-hmm. see how they might be using her as somewhat of the catalyst for this. Yeah, but again, seemed- we're we're talking about a team that has been assembled to say there's something really wrong with the universe. Uh, we're the only ones who kind of remember it. What's going on? And I just want to see. Teams and characters that are working and existing because they're they're good books, and I don't want to have to concentrate on what has been screwed up or what hasn't been screwed up for the last four years, the last ten years, the last thirty years. If you go back to Crisis, it, this whole continuity, we have to fix the continuity because we broke the continuity thing, is itself its own conundrum, and I'm I'm just tired of beating that dead horse. I just want you to make some really good books again. And I want the characters to feel at least close to their classic versions. They don't have to be exactly the same. Change is great. You know, if, you, if you're if you doing it organically for the story, change can be excellent. Mm-hmm. But if you're just doing it because, well, I want these Titans to be different, so I'm going to make Tim Drake nothing like he was before, and I'm going to make none of the other Titans count, except I might reference them in the other, this other book, and it'll have to be edited out later on. Or, you know, Superman not understanding in the present day what the past did to make the present day happen, so that book suffers for it. Just go in with a solid plan, make some good comics, you know, harken back to the the Silver Age and the Gold Age if you want, or try something new, but make it so it makes sense in that regard. But don't make it so that it has to be an event that has to be fixed and corrected over and over and over again. 
because we've been dealing with that since the anti-monitor and it's just enough just tell stories um seems seems to be what what mainly what you're hitting at with that is just well, I want tell, I want good stories yeah, I, just, I just tell I good don't stories. want to deny these creators are good uh obviously I've had problems with some of them I just called out Scott Lobdell a couple of times in there and remember I loved Scott Lobdell uh, on his Generation X books and even his uh, his Uncanny X-Men book. But what happened in the New 52, I don't even blame on people like Scott. I blame it on the editors who just didn't have a clue what they were putting out or, or telling what people to do. And when you were hearing that from creators, uh, people like George Perez or Rob Liefeld who were leaving the company saying, I can't write a book without it getting changed three times over before the script finally gets approved, that was a huge problem. And I think that all came from editorial, and it goes as far up as as the last person to say, this is how it's going to be. And that could have been Dan DiDio, it could have been Jim Lee, it could have been Jeff Johns, it could have been Bob Harris. I don't know. Yeah. What I do know is that it felt like a mess, it sold like a mess after a while, and that's why after less than five years... They're doing it again. This should not be your, okay, we have to reset now every few years. That The more you do that, the less faith that readers are going to have in you. Just dial it in, tell some goddamn good stories, make some goddamn good comics, and let me enjoy my DC again, because I want to. I should be a hardcore DC fan more than I'm a Marvel fan. And I just haven't been able to say that for a long time. No, oh, yeah. Um, what is, and this is probably the last one that I'll mention with this, but what are your feelings on Nightwing coming back as a as the book Nightwing? Uh, I'm not surprised. I, yeah. I don't think anybody ever felt like that wasn't going to happen. But again, they the, wrote the, themselves the, into this corner. Yeah, the, the curiosity I have with this is, is this similar to Superman where this is before... Uh, you know, this is before the New 52 happened. This is a different, you know, th- that universe. And, you know, where he, he never became, he, he was never kill, killed. Um, spoilers for, what was it, Forever Evil. Um, and he was, ne- and then he never joined Spiral as a spy and all this stuff. It, it's, and then, is it I think that? all the Spiral stuff happened. I'm, I'm almost yeah. positive they've said the Spiral stuff happened. Uh, the The guys who were writing that are involved in the new Batman book and I think actually the the Nightwing book as well. I'm not sure I 100% believe of that. So. And um, the the Helena character that... Uh, Helena Bertinelli? Yeah, she is the new Huntress for this new universe. She will be in the Batgirl and the Birds of Prey book that's coming out. So it's not Helena Wayne from Earth 2. In fact, they have not mentioned... Earth 2 or JSA at all, even though JSA was kind of hinted at a lot mm. leading up to the Rebirth announcement. They also haven't shown anything having to do with the Legion of Superheroes, and, and I'm surprised on both of those things so my, far. Yeah, my thinking, though, is you know something that uh, it sounds great, but then it sort of hits at your point is, like I saw in an interview with Jim Lee and Dan, uh, Dan DiDio is... Which actually sort of plays well. His name plays well into my stutter that I get sometimes. <laughs> um, is that for a lot of these books, they they have the story 
planned out six months to a year into the future. Which right, but great, but then it also it it sort of scares me a little bit because you know there are writers on here I love reading. Like Sam Humphreys. I was talking with B and Evan before showing them them comics that I got from Dollar General, uh, like that were in like a mystery bag. And I'm like, oh wait, Sam Humphreys wrote this book. Why haven't I read it yet? Uh, sort of deal. And and you know because I've been you know with, since he wrote oh, what was it? it was from Marvel, um, I think what like one of the Guardians books where it was just you know and there was a lot of comedy in there. And, you know, with him doing Star-Lord and then Citizen Jack over on, um, yeah, he, he did Legendary Star-Lord, and that's what brought attention to him, then doing Citizen Jack over at Image. And I'm just like, okay, this dude knows comedy. This dude can do some com- comedic writings. And then seeing an interview with him where he was talking about his first book that he wrote and sold through, or was published through Image, I'm like, that sounds hilarious. That and I cannot think of the name of the book now. Something would do with dogs. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it sounds, that sounds really cool. And as far as jumping backwards to what you're talking about with Dick Grayson, um, it, this whole situation was done similarly to what happened to, uh, well, they wound up doing it with Superman too, but what, what they did with the, uh, the Spider-Man thing. In Civil War, they revealed Spider-Man's identity to the world, and then they had to go and put that genie back into the bottle. Mm-hmm. And in the New 52, they did that with Dick Grayson, and then they did that with Clark Kent. And in both cases, they are going to have to find a way to fix that. And I don't know if they're even going to bother to explain how they do it, if it's just going to be a side effect of what this new universe is. And that's troubling, because it just means, well, we didn't have a plan, we didn't know what we were going to do, so we're just going to... We're gonna do this, and maybe people will shut up about it, or what? I don't know. But in the end of the day, the fact that he was a spy is cool because that's one of the things I love about Dick Grayson is that he's got this rich history of the things that he's done. He was a cop for a long time during the uh, Chuck Dixon run, and it was one of my favorite things that ever happened. I'm like, holy crap! Dick Grayson just decided to go to the police academy to become a police officer, a cop on the streets of Bloodhaven, the town that he's protecting. So he has this dual identity as a cop and trying to live within the laws and having a partner who's kind of suspect of him all the time and then at night being Nightwing and kind of going against what the cops want because the cops weren't on his side like they were in Gotham. Yeah. That was really neat. So it adds to all this stuff that makes Dick Grayson this great character. But in, again, it doesn't matter. You can have the greatest amount of history and you draw on it as much as you want to draw on it and you utilize it in the best way you can utilize it. But if you're not writing good stories now with that, then it doesn't matter. You know, you, you can put any monkey in a cape, and that's actually happened, uh, Beepo the Super Monkey. It doesn't mean that it's a Superman story. You have to have someone who fundamentally gets these characters and is a good storyteller to make these comics work. And that's going to be up to them to prove at this point. And I don't know that people are just going to instantly assume that this is all going to work out. But I saw a lot of excitement in the the comic boards and stuff that I go to. 
when these announcements were happening. And then I saw a lot of like, but wait, what? Uh, yeah. Or that person's still here? Or just in general, well, we're going backwards when they said that we weren't going to do that anymore. Like in the case of Greg Rucka. I don't think anybody... Some people can say that Greg Rucka's run on Wonder Woman wasn't to their taste, and I can understand that. But it is kind of like going back a step to something that they had before and they determined at that point in time didn't work for them and now yeah. they're they're trying it again. It, it, it's how much of this stuff is really going to make could, this work. Could that almost be them realizing that what they had before was good, but, you know, you know like a whole hindsight being 2020 thing? And maybe. The other yeah. thing is that a lot of the, the DCU stuff is completely gone. Yeah. Like we're we're looking not exactly at a house style, but the only kind of holdovers that I'm seeing in this stuff are there is still a Batgirl book, although it's a completely different creative team. Completely uh, different creative team, but it's still the Batgirl of Burnside. It seems to be the Batgirl of Burnside. Babstar is not listed as a creator at all in any of this stuff. I haven't seen Gail Simone's name pop up on anything either. Uh, the only there's a couple of female creators on um, on Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, and of course uh, Nicholas Scott is drawing Wonder Woman, but a lot of it almost is close to this is classic DC art, not necessarily Boys Club, but it is still kind of like how much are we going back to safe? Mm-hmm. Versus the risks they were taking with the DCU stuff. And the DCU stuff, maybe not all that stuff worked. Uh, if well, it had, and, then and probably I none of this like, would be happening. I, I feel like I should point out, after because I, I just realized after I made that comment of Boys Club, that, um, that Amanda Connor has an exclusive deal with, Mar- with DC. Um, basically, as you said, meaning she won't be doing anything for Marvel anytime soon while that contract is... Is still existing. Um, and I, hope, I, I hope we get art from her. Yeah, covers. I I love Amanda Connor. Amanda Connor is one of my favorite artists, hands down. Yeah. Uh, she she's up there with a Terry Moore for me. She's mm-hmm. up there with a Chris Bacalo for me. And she's just someone that I've I've loved as far back as I first discovered her. It was probably with uh, the Pro from Image. Yeah. But she's just one of those people that I love the way that she draws, and I I hope that we get artwork from her. But I also understand she's not a super fast artist, and doing a monthly book is hard enough. Doing mm. a monthly book that has two books coming out every month and you're trading off with another artist is probably even tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, which I don't think the Harley Quinn book is a twice-monthly book. I think that's still the traditional 29 comes out June, 30 comes out July sort of thing. You're probably Um, right. The other thing that we've kind of really swept past is the big deal about these books coming out uh, every other week is they've dropped the price to $2.99 across the line as a whole. which Which is good but that and that will bring up into one of the reviews that I have um where you have a book that is an an annual or is an extended edition extended size does that then become is that still going to be 299 
No, I, I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, what we're saying is, okay, two ninety nine for a twenty page comic sounds good, mm-hmm. but you're then committing yourself in a lot of cases to six bucks a month for forty pages. And was a forty page book going for six bucks before for five ninety nine essentially or five ninety eight? Or was it more of a four ninety nine thing to get a double page book? So I don't I don't know how that equals out in that regard. But in the case of like Wonder Woman, if I'm only interested in Gregoroka telling the origin of the character, then I could buy Wonder Woman once a month for three bucks, and that's a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Uh, if I treat it like two different books, it's still mm-hmm. a good deal to me because I'm reading two different Wonder Woman stories essentially at the same time, just like if she just had two different titles, if there was Wonder Woman and Sensational Comics. There but is a dollar there, less than it was before. Yeah, there is another part that here that, and I, I think this will have to be the last one because we've spent almost an hour talking about a, one news story. Um, but the, and this was a book that was done monthly, but the story switched over at Marvel was the Matt Fraction's Hawkeye book, where right. that one with doing the different stories, like doing the Kate Bishop story and then like on one book and then the next book would be would be Clint. That, Although just the fact that you're using the term monthly means you're a lying liar who lies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um but and but therein lies the problem. You know, of the fact that it was supposed to be, you know, still a monthly book and then that like they Matt Fraction and Matt Fraction, another great writer, you know, I really enjoy his work. Check out Sex Criminals if you want what is his gr- most hilarious run out there. Um, but you ha- but it fell apart to where I think, what, almost a full 18 months after the last... Or no, it was a, almost a year after the last issue of Hawkeye comes out, or came out, did we get the final issue of Hawkeye. Yeah, but a lot him. of that was up to editorial. Well, yeah, that's that's true too. You know, I'm not saying it's all Matt Fraction, David Aha. No, it's editorial and, and and all that. Yeah, but so yeah, I I look at the list of creators and the list of books and the different things that they're kind of bringing forward, and I'm at least interested. I will probably, like I said, for the first time in a year buy a DC title by buying the DC Universe Rebirth special one-shot when it comes out. And then I will probably pick up a couple of these Rebirth comics for the different creators for the different teams and stuff. And I I will see. I am... I'm understandably skeptical Mm -hmm. when I got burned so bad by New 52... And and that that was over time. You know, I was much more excited about New Fifty Two when it came out, even though I wasn't in a hurry to see that universe rewrite itself with Flashpoint. Flashpoint was you were dumb. you were burned, but it was very slowly. It was sort of like you and DC were playing that game where you you both held arms here and you had a cigarette. They're lit. Yeah. You just uh, sat there waiting, and DC didn't flinch, but you flinched. But this is the thing. It, when it comes down to it, is you got to do what you can to get people to pay attention to what you're doing and to, mm-hmm. to try out your stuff, and that's what they're doing. Marvel relaunches titles once a year, it seems like. And yep. I think that they're showing diminishing returns on that. DC's probably going to see diminishing returns on this, but hopefully, if these books are solid, that they'll do okay. My hope is that, and this will be the last thing I'm saying, then I'm going to the next story. 
Um, my hope is that you know DC will realize and Marvel that yeah, where the, the sales do diminish when they do a relaunch a, or whatever, but that these sales hopefully will pick up, sort of deal. That's yeah. my goal. But anyways, that's enough of talking about DC and comic books for now. Um, let's break things up by talking some anime with the news that FLCL or Fully Cooly is getting a season two and three um, announced by Adult Swim. Now, FLCL, if you don't know what it is, um, is a anime that came out in the, in the year two thousand. Um, and it was it quickly became a cult classic. There was only six episodes. Um, in the series, and it followed the character uh, Naota, um, who was a 12-year-old boy who met a woman that changed his life forever. And it was, it was a cool story. This was a this was a story, um, and this I should say state before getting into that and gushing over the story, that the um, partnership is through Adult Swim and uh, the uh, the animation studio Production IG, which does the Ghost in the Shell. Uh, series. They are the ones who do Ghost in the Shell. Um, and it's not coming out for a year. It's not coming out until late 2017, early 2018 on Adult Swim. Now, I don't mean, I don't know if this necessarily means that um, it, that it will get premiere, it'll premiere over in Japan like the end of this year or whatnot, and then that all the other time is that that next year is spent doing localization for you know for dubbing and all that stuff. Um, and even this, like reading the premise for the new season sounds pretty cool. It's a continuation. Um, we're we're take picking things up. You know, what seventeen years into the future, from when from when Fully Cooly ended up or left off at. Um, and it says, in the new season of FLCL, many years have passed since Naota and Haru, Haruhara Haruku, I'm butchering names and I apologize because it's been, you know, a good, like 10 years at least since I've seen FLCL, shared their adventure together. Meanwhile, the war between the two entities known as Medical Mechanica and, and Fraternity rages across the galaxy. Enter Hidomi, a young teenage girl who believes there is nothing amazing to expect from her average life until one day when a new teacher named Harihoku arrives at her school. Soon enough, Medical Mechanica is attacking her town, and Hidomi discovers the secret within her that could save everyone, a secret that only Harihoku can unlock. But why did Harihoku return to Earth? What happened to her Rickenbacker 4001? Or she left with Naota. And where did this human-type robot... And where did the human type robot can't he go? And yeah, so all in all, this is just I I posted this and I freaked out and like 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 a, like just watching the Star Wars The Force Awakens trailer like a lot of people did really started crying except I didn't cry. Um, but and the the creative team that they have on here, um, like the creator of FLCL is coming back. Um, serving as uh, supervisor with director of Psychopaths, um, Katsuke Amotohiro. And it just, it sounds so cool, and I cannot wait. Fully, fully excited. I will be jumping back into anime. I have Pop. no idea anything about this. No, and, and that's understandable. That's honestly easy. 
because I don't watch like my friends uh, Marcus who was on um, who was on a while back ago. He watches a lot of anime, and he'll tell me about this. And I follow along with what he's saying, but it's just anime that I don't that I don't watch. You know, like I like I I don't know when I grew up, but when I got into anime, it was through Adult Swim's uh, anime block that they did they would do on Sundays. And so it was shows like Big O and Trigun and uh, Full Metal Alchemist, um, uh, Cowboy Bebop, FLCL, and I want to say there was another one, um, Samurai Champloo later on. And, you know, it was cool. I enjoyed, you know, I was, I was sitting there going, oh, wow, this stuff is awesome. And so much so that when I went to a convention center down in Ohio with some of my church friends, to go to a Christian conference thing that happened to be during the same time as OhioCon, like Ohio gozaimasu, um, the Japanese hello saying, um, I'm sitting there going, I know who that person's dressed as and that person's dressed as. It was my first time experiencing cosplay, and I didn't even know it was called cosplay. That's how young I was. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that's it for the news. And um, 